Amen. Beloved, let us pray. Gracious and loving God, speak, for we, your servants, are listening. Amen. Our scripture reading for today comes from the gospel according to Mark chapter 6. Hear now God's word for you today. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. Jesus said to them, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. When it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, this is a deserted place and the hour is now very late. Send them away so that we may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy something so that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy something for themselves to eat. But he answered them, you give them something to eat. They said to him, are we to go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. When they had found out, they said, five and two fish. Then he ordered them to get all the people to sit down in groups of uh, in groups of hundreds and of fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all. And all ate and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of broken pieces of the fish. Those who had eaten the loaves numbered 5,000 men. Friends, the word of the Lord. Welcome to Palm Sunday. Welcome to Holy Week. Welcome to the great drama of our faith. I love drama. Today we begin our journey down the well-worn path that Christians in every time and place have traveled for centuries. As much as the church has changed over the years and as diverse as we may be today, this is one aspect of our faith that remains constant and consistent. Now, if this were the actual theater, our reliving of this story, what we do every year, would be like going to the same play dozens of times. Now, it doesn't matter who the actors are or what the set looks like, we all know what's gonna happen next. We know how this story ends. And over the course of time, the great drama of our faith somehow becomes the predictable, the inevitable, dare I say, the safe drama of our faith. And here's the thing, we love it that way. Why? 
Because in a world full of unknowns and situations beyond our control, in the wilderness places that we abide, we crave the familiar and predictable. And it's not just with Holy Week. The reason we read the same books over and over again or watch the same movies over and over again is due to the human predilection that psychologists call mere exposure effect. Merely because of the fact that we have been exposed to something enough, we find it comforting. There is a very real part of us that actually likes to know the end of our stories before we read them. We like our dramas oftentimes to be undramatic. We like to know what to expect so that our expectations are always met. But that, my friends, is not how great dramas work, at least not this one. Just look at our passage for today. Now, unlike us, the crowds that followed Jesus from town to town didn't know who this prophet really was or what he was about. Unlike us, the only part of the story they knew were the rumors that swirled about this man, that he had the power to perform miracles, that he had the charisma to lead the masses, that he preached good news to the poor and exploited, the shameful and undesirable, those who walked in the wilderness. And unlike us, the crowds that gathered in Mark 6 were not there to honor tradition or practice piety. They were not observing anything holy. Scripture tells us they were like sheep without a shepherd in search of real life in the moment, freedom from oppression, food on their tables, just help me make it to the end of the day kind of salvation. But like us, their expectations were proportional to what they were familiar with, what they could conceive with their minds, what they had been merely exposed to. A rabbi, sure, a prophet, Maybe the promised Messiah who would deliver the people of Israel from foreign rule, why not? Even the disciples reflect a lack of imagination. Jesus, it's late. You did what you came here to do. Time to wrap it up and let the people figure out dinner for themselves. But instead, for dramatic effect, Jesus sends them out to gather what they could, what was, a re what was reasonable according to their limited expectations. Five loaves and two fish. Look at it, he says. Doesn't look like much. And then, again, for dramatic effect, because Jesus also liked drama, for dramatic effect, he divides the people in groups of hundreds and fifties just in case they were to doubt how many people were there. And with that, he blesses the food, breaks the bread, and sends his disciples out with the meager items that they collected only to feed the thousands until their bellies were full. A miracle performed not to prove that Jesus was the Son of God, but to show us what kind of God Jesus really is. The kind of God who would take our familiar and safe expectations of how things are, how things should be, and just blows them out of the water. 
The kind of God who would take our limited and self-serving expectations of a Messiah and shows us that he is about more than just the salvation of one person or one people or one church, but it's about the salvation of the entirety of humanity. The kind of God who would take ordinary and paltry expectations of sacrificial love and give his very life to show us that he loves us more than we could ever hope for or imagine. You see, it doesn't matter if you were among the crowds that gathered that fateful day or if you are among the crowd that is gathered here this fateful day, one thing remains consistent. One thing remains the same for us all. Our expectations of God, our expectations of Jesus, our expectations of this story of Holy Week, of Palm Sunday, Good Friday, Monday, Thursday, Easter, they are too small. Friends, this Holy Week, as we start this journey that we have traveled countless times before, as we retell a story that we have heard countless times before, as we gather to worship a God we have encountered countless times before, my prayer for us is this. Think bigger. Imagine greater. Expect abundance. Let go of what you think you know. And in doing so, allow yourselves to be amazed over and over and over again. Friends, welcome to Palm Sunday. Welcome to Holy Week. Welcome to the great drama of our faith. And now with conviction and curiosity in our hearts, I invite you to stand with me as together we profess our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. Family of faith, there is bread for those in the wilderness. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will not thirst. So come, all are welcome. All you need to bring is your hunger and your thirst. Let us pray together. God of abundance, like the crowd long ago, we gather around you this morning eager. Some of us are exhausted. We come to rest. Some of us are curious. We come to learn. Some of us are wounded. We come to be healed. 
Some of us are hungry. We come to be fed. And you prepare a table for us right here in the wilderness. As we gather around you this morning, teach us, hear us, heal us, feed us, that we may glorify you with shouts of Hosanna this and every day of our lives. We pray this in the name of the one who taught us both to pray and to live using these words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Beloved, on the night of his arrest, Jesus gathered with his disciples, and after giving thanks to God, he took the bread and he broke it. And he gave it to his friends, and he said, take, eat, this is my body, broken and given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup, and he said, this cup is the new covenant, sealed in my blood, shed for the forgiveness of sins. Every time you drink of it, do this in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat of this bread and you drink of this cup, you proclaim the saving death of our Lord Jesus Christ until he comes again in glory. Friends, we are going to witness a miracle. Today, we are going to feed the masses. You are the masses. You are the hungry and the thirsty. But we are Presbyterian, so we have some order to the whole, <laughs> the whole process of it. So whether you are joining us in the sanctuary or on live stream, we invite you to partake of the elements. Uh, you will be invited forward by your rows to come in, down the aisles. First, we will offer you the bread, the bread of life. And you may respond by saying amen or thanks be to God. Then you can step over to your left, my right, where you can take a cup. And then we, are, we will offer you the words, the cup of salvation. You may also respond by saying amen or thanks be to God. We invite you actually, like we would do at a family dinner table, to partake the elements right then and there. And afterwards, you can place your empty cup into one of those trays. Maybe you don't want to receive communion today, and that is totally fine. We invite you forward if you would like to receive a blessing. As you come forward, simply put your hands over your chest and you will receive a blessing from one of our amazing officers. If you would like one of our, uh, I guess, pandemic pods, those are available in the narthex or simply raise your hand and the usher will bring them to you. Uh, if you notice that some of the lines are longer than others, feel free. You're the crowds. You can move around, find a different line. Whatever you do, know this, that the table is for all. Come, feast at this table for you, the people of God. Come. 